0: A lot of our activism comes down to just showing people how easy it is to make awesome food without needing meat, dairy, milk, and e- dairy and eggs. Because that, to me, is a, a more direct approach. Saying your diet can change, and as a result, you can have a better impact on the environment and cause no
1: harm. Hey there, Veggie Mates! Welcome back to the Veg Talk podcast for episode number thirty-eight. I'm your host, Matthew Davey, and you just heard from our very special guests, Justin and Robbie Holt, also known as the Holt Twins. If you're new to the show, hello, welcome. I'm stoked to have you here. Really appreciate you giving up the time to tune in today. The VegTalk Podcast is all about bringing you inspiring and thought-provoking stories from people within the plant-based and vegan community from around the world. My partner, Anna, and I have been on the road throughout the USA, Canada, Mexico, Australia, and Indonesia speaking with amazing people and sharing their stories with you. This show was the result of my passion for chatting with people about making the move towards a plant-based diet and the lack of fulfillment I got from the corporate world. We saved some cash, bought a van, and hit the road. This podcast is free, You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and other platforms where people like to listen to podcasts. I see our stories as a powerful way of connecting with one another, creating positive change within the community, society, and learning from others' experience. I'll be continuing to bring you stories in English, and Anna will be taking care Of the Spanish version of the podcast which reboots next week we're super excited about that although the podcast is free and we do not currently receive funding from sponsors or advertising I have decided to set up a Patreon account this is a platform where independent creators can receive funds for the work they put into the world from listeners and supporters if this is something you'd be happy to contribute to and are comfortable with we would greatly appreciate your generosity as these funds can be put towards equipment and things like bettering our production quality and ensuring that we are continuing uh, to get podcasts out there week by week. In the past, I've contributed to podcasts such as The Minimalists and Rich Roll, and I really like their idea of something like $1 per episode um, or whatever seems fair to you. I'll leave it with you guys to think about And I thank anyone in advance for donating to the show. You can find a link uh, to the Patreon account on my Instagram um, bio. If you click the link and scroll down to uh, the VegTalk podcast on Patreon, you'll find it there. Now, for today's episode. Justin and Robbie are identical twins from the UK, currently living in Australia. And we were lucky enough to catch up with them on our recent trip down under. It was a fun episode to record. These guys have super high energy and share plenty of banter as you'd expect from twin brothers. If you don't know their story, I have no doubt you'll be intrigued by the experiment they undertook after Justin watched the documentary Forks Over Knives. The results of the tests they did, uh, they are quite amazing and obviously not from peer-reviewed science, but they're fascinating nonetheless. I mean, how often do you get Identical twin brothers who have shared the same diet and lifestyle habits make a test to see how powerful a whole food plant based diet can actually be. I hope you enjoy the show, guys. And as always, I'll see you on the other side as we wrap things up. So, you guys don't have the same eyesight? It's so weird, isn't it? Yeah, that's weird. it is really? really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We, we actually
2: don't. We both got told when we were like 10 that we had to wear glasses, but.
0: They were the ugliest glasses you've ever seen in your life. They were not good. <laughs> I, I <laughs> couldn't couldn't wear them at school. Wore them at home, and Jay refused to wear them. I think he yeah. actually stood on them. I think I broke them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then we I went back to the opticians, them. and his eyesight got better. Yeah. So I, have I should have I should have done exactly the same. But actually, to be fair, I like my glasses.
1: Let me hear that again. So you wore them? <laughs> yeah. You didn't. Yeah. Yep. Your eyesight got better. Yep. That's what I've been <laughs> telling you the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> So I have glasses, right? Yeah, and I recently lost them. Oh, so I got better? Well, not yet. <laughs> it was it was really recent. But what happens is she Anna keeps telling me that because I'm not wearing glasses, yep. I'm going to be continually stressing my eyes mm-hmm. out really, really bad. Yeah. But I was Ooh. thinking, maybe glasses make our eyes lazy. Mm.
2: It's why when you uh remember they put the patch over your eyes sometimes yeah. to encourage your other eye. Yeah. To, because they say, Oh, you have a lazy eye. Yeah. So you need to put a patch over one to force your other eye to work harder. Mm. So now you're just forcing both to work hard. Anyway.
1: <laughs> I'm not an optometrist. <laughs> no me, yeah, no, me <laughs> neither, but you, so don't comment. <laughs> All right guys, welcome to the podcast. We've just had a little chat about eyes, as you yeah. can hear. <laughs> Today we are in South Yarra, which is basically Melbourne City, Um, beautiful place. We're here with a couple of Brits, a couple of identical twins, so their names are Robbie and Justin Holt. Guys, thanks for coming on the show today. No, thanks for
0: having us. Thanks for having us. It's it's fun fun to be be on.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Can't wait. Cool, cool. So, these guys have made their way over from England uh, relatively recently uh, yep. for a, a bit of a permanent stay, uh, which is which is cool. Glad to hear you're loving it. Um, but to begin, I think I'd like to rewind it back to when you were growing up in England. Mm. Learn a little bit about, you know, firstly introduce yourselves individually and then hear yep. about, you know, what it was like back then uh, growing up in, in the UK.
0: Yeah definitely. Um, So obviously growing up in the UK you know Justin and I being identical twins we were incredibly close, did a lot together, wound each other up as twins do. Um, But when I guess when we were younger we were always just super into sports and that just I think drove a really competitive side of us and I think you can't be an identical of someone else and not want to beat them in every area of life. So that was just what we ended up doing and we from a really young age, kind of realized that we were um quite fast runners and we I think at like the age of eleven mean, started getting I, into races. I was a fast runner. Yeah I you beat you in the first to. race. I beat you in the first you race. Right. You got lucky. Right. I beat you. Anyway, so <laughs> Don't forget. <laughs> Don't forget. <laughs> yeah. And um yeah, then we started competitively running for I think that spree was of around about nine years. And towards the end of it we were um really fortunate to be able to run in the nationals um and just compete at a pace which you know we stopped enjoying it basically you know because it it just becomes so serious at that point in time we weren't at that level where we were able to
2: progress the next stage after nationals is academy so then you're running officially for england but at that point, it's very, very competitive. It's insane. Like you have no life. I mean, we, and we were very, we were very good at running, but we weren't at that level. Yeah. And so to what, go there, yeah. you what, had to do extreme things.
1: Got it. What age group is this at? And was it long distance running? Uh, so that was five yeah. k. So okay. that
0: was um, that was when we were sixteen, seventeen.
1: Got it. Yeah. Yeah. So. It just wasn't fun anymore. And I mean well, when you're yeah. that age you want it to be enjoyable, yeah, 100%. right?
0: 100%. I mean I, I think it was just that we would, we just knew that we weren't at that level where we were gonna be able to progress further. Um so then we always competed and as soon as we saw this place and we were like, There's a tennis court. All right. Okay, let's play every weekend. And yeah. then I broke my collarbone, so that's been that's been a real shame. Haven't played in a while. But um yeah, you know, we we ended up Um, playing squash for a little while because we just had to fuel that competitive drive to do something
1: cool so justin was your story you know much Uh, the same completely different yeah i
0: was
2: king of the hill i would beat (laughs) robbie in every running race we did and he would try and keep up with me uh no yeah we were very competitive um it kind of fueled a lot of our younger years together like growing up obviously if you're compared to someone who is literally identical to you in every aspect of life naturally you're going to just compete against them all the time and want to take them down and that definitely fueled our early running career and um, pushed us all the way to the nationals so yeah it was great i i can't deny we've always loved sport we've always loved racket sports tennis squash uh, and i love football as well um i don't we don't watch it so much but i love playing it and to be honest yeah very sporty kids just always been into it even in the uk when the weather is not as good as it is here in australia uh we would just go outside wasn't a barrier
0: sports.
2: not a barrier no. definitely not yeah we
0: didn't grow up with snapchat or instagram or anything yeah. like that right. well, i think uh, <laughs> yeah like at our age range we kind of had the choice when phones started coming in. I don't think I got my first phone until I was 14. Yeah.
1: Maybe. I was around, Um, I think my, yeah, I would have been year nine, I reckon. So I was was 14 or 15. Yeah, Yeah. yeah.
0: We just used to just every single day, just like run around and do sports. And I think that was a huge factor of what drove what we ended up becoming now. Because if we do a race, it's like our friends will look at us and say, your genetics have kept you fit and it's like yeah okay not to mention <laughs> that we spent our entire childhood <laughs> just playing sport right <laughs> you know, it really defines what happens to you in later
1: life so yeah definitely like yeah. the environment mm. over the genetics yeah. is uh yeah more important than yeah I mean we yeah. hear about genetics all the time yeah. like oh yeah don't get me wrong though it does play a part yes it definitely yes. does yes. play a part oh, yes
2: um I don't wanna Can say that we definitely don't like we're not gifted with good genetics to run, definitely we were. Yep. So, yeah. Okay, cool, cool.
1: Thought. So,
0: that's true. Yeah, <laughs> helps. It
1: does help. So, you know, having very similar childhoods, um, you know, having that competitive kind of energy between the two of mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. was there any point where it started to, you started to separate or you started to kind of forge your own kind of stories or interests that mm. were, were a little different to one another?
0: Well, you went to bristol when you were younger that's then we did start to start spending a bit of time apart which i think was yep. it's healthy for any twins to do that um to kind of go in a different direction at one point in time and i think you know career career wise you know at the time when um i finished school i went off to kent university and then i um you know was there without justin and we were just doing different things at the time and so it really um yeah, you know, I, I think it was really healthy for the both of us to just then be our own individual people and have people realize, oh, you're a twin, and then you know you kind of bring that up, but it just doesn't define who you are because you grow up always being defined as the well, one of the Holt twins, right? You're one of the yeah, you're one of the twins. So it's kind of um, doesn't
2: help that now we have a joint Instagram called the Holt Twins. <laughs> you're always defined as a twin now, again,
0: only to those people. But yeah, anyway, anyway, <laughs> anyway. So, um. Yeah, no, we went out different directions. and I think that's helped us to to be closer because we realized that um, kind of, you know, growing up a bit, bit more and becoming a bit more mature, we realized that we wanted to be working on something together. And I think that that was almost what kind of led us to actually get to the point of, doing this diet test, I mean, I don't want to say too much about some of the things we've done beforehand in terms of joke businesses and experiments. Oh, God, no. (laughs) (laughs) But people Uh, can find them on Google, I'm sure. No, I mean, look, we, like, when we first actually came back from summer camp in the States where we worked for a little, for a few summers, I remember we came back with, with a bit of money and we started up, like, two experimental businesses um, and one of them was like this car finding service we just loved loved cars and we knew that um, we had a few connections which we could kind of get things kicked off with really hard services business to kick off um, mm. and then we'd started just a joke business which was like selling bricks and potatoes in the post with like a unique message um, so then literally that business in, in and of itself started just actually capturing attention um, from the <laughs> we'd made connections with a few influencers we got some press w- off the back of it and then everyone started sen- setting up like this potato messaging service and even a few years back i saw like a uh, um like a pitch oh on dragon's den about it and i just thought this is just ridiculous like it was,
1: it was a joke <laughs> like sending potatoes and yeah. bricks in the mail yeah but with a message with a message like a carved yeah pretty much Carved message. Oh, no. That's crazy.
0: No, written on the potatoes and then like on an actual piece of carved, like on a piece of paper for the brick. But it was a joke. It was a joke and it actually did all right.
1: How was the postage expenses for the brick?
0: Absolute pain. Do you want me to talk you through it? So basically, you needed to be under two kilograms to be in a slight, in in a price bracket that was affordable. Otherwise, you were making no money on the brick. And there was a certain type of London brick that was under two kilograms, if dry. So sometimes we would actually go to the builder's merchants and buy so many bricks and they would be, it, it had rained the night before. So then we'd have to get them into the garage, get the heater on, start drying them out, really lay these bricks out so they were under two kilograms so we could post them wild yeah. yeah you guys were having <laughs> great you guys were having a Logistical good time issue. <laughs> <That's classic. laughs> but yeah. it was it was a joke at the time i think i, I really don't think we we were experimenting we would always love to experiment and do some other work but we didn't think it was going to do anything at the time but it did and it was
1: quite fun looking back do you think that had anything to do with like breaking down fear barriers for you no. guys it sounds like you were kind of fearless like most people I don't think would be looking at bricks and potatoes and going oh we can make <laughs> we can make a postage well, business to be out honest no, there was
2: that was already something else out there a little bit like in, it, in America in America yeah, yeah. yeah uh, so it was just a
0: case of replicating what was yeah. going on in America
2: but in terms of being fearless I don't know really I mean I think we just some of the other people we've hung around have been completely fearless about things and just thought, why not give it a try? Or just do something ridiculous. Like,
0: what is the worst that can really happen? (laughs) Um, So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. I mean, as well as that, though, like, we were... When we were coming out and and really looking into the world of what we were wanting to do, I think startups really um, became an obsession for us. And so we have always wanted to say, okay, let's like see how we can serve. Let's see what we can do. And then we started something where we really were trying to serve people. And then we started the joke and the joke business <laughs> off. Unfortunately, the joke <laughs> business
2: took off. <laughs> Classic. And <Yeah>. the <laughs> actual service was very difficult to do. <laughs> yeah.
1: Also, I, I, I kind of want to go back to uh, the running days and mm. pairing it nu- yeah, with sure. nutrition. Yeah, 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 for sure. So as runners, were you thinking about food um, yeah, definitely. It was front of mind. It yeah. was
2: a little bit, but we definitely got raised on what I would call the English pasta diet, which is pasta and uh, usually uh, Lloyd Grossman tomato and chili sauce <laughs> filled with uh, meat. Um, so yeah, that was our diet pretty much. And I mean, we I just lo-
0: focused on, it was just a focus on getting carbs. That was really, focus we, on, we, we needed the carbs for the
2: energy because we were running so much that we would have that and then people would always say, Ah, oh, you need mm. protein, you need meat, you need this to recover So we're like, Yeah, mm. sure, of course. It's what everyone else has already done. So Got it. Why not do it? We didn't second guess it, really. Yeah. Like that was
0: just the thing when we were yeah. growing up. We weren't second guessing it. Um yep. and it wasn't until we started second guessing it that we started really asking the right questions to really change and adapt our diet.
2: Gotcha. To to be honest as well actually though, we never we were never like huge bacon, cheese, mm. people, or, like, uh, any of that. It was actually just the regular dairy products, like milk milk powder that you find in everything, which is even down to, like, Doritos. I'm like, oh, my God, this is just original flavor. <laughs> Why is there milk powder in this? right? Um, but, yeah, it was just products like that. But we were never, like, huge have, like, a really fatty diet, like loads of cheese and,
0: and loads of eggs. Uh, a lot pot. of people in England grow up on the meat and two veg diet. We, yeah. we didn't do that.
1: Gotcha. And also full English, full English breakfast. Uh, did that- I would have it from yeah. time, but we I just didn't
0: like, we didn't grow up on that a lot no. of the time. To be honest, our parents really did try and take an effort to make sure that we were getting a, a decent um, variety of complex carbohydrates. Yep. And so, I mean, even looking at that from a younger age, we did actually have, I think a pretty well-rounded and balanced diet.
1: Cool. Yeah. I mean, it, I think it goes, it, it can mm-hmm. often go hand in hand when you, when you're athletic. Yeah, yeah. Um exactly. so yeah. yeah, that makes a, a ton of sense. Mm. Uh now I kinda I wanna go into like uh a little bit later into life after university for you guys, um mm. and sure. and what it was like moving out of uni into the corporate the, world the if you will. Yeah. Oh wow, what a fun time the twenties is for everything
2: everyone. The I actually th-
0: think the first half of twenties aren't as good as this second half so far. I agree.
2: Definitely. The first half um, of twenties is a lot more um just, I don't know, you're trying to find your place in the world, you're a bit uncertain. You're at the bottom, everybody's knocking you down. <laughs> <Yeah>. Well, <laughs> no, not you're so, not at the bottom. Not too bad. Not really, but um, <laughs> you're definitely not at the bottom because you're born into a, or we're very lucky to be born in a Western world where we're, we have a roof over our head, we have a meal in front of us, like definitely very lucky for that. So what we have, we're definitely not at the bottom however glad you brought that up that's uh yeah always bring it into perspective um however yeah definitely 20s um i don't know how would i say i i feel like robbie and i we actually went slightly different paths and then we came back together when we were about 24 and then we started living together again um we actually spent uh, a long period of time in exeter together and Hmm. then we were also going back and forth to the states where we worked on a summer camp um Robbie. That, was, that
0: was at university though that was at uni it was yeah 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 that's true yeah um but then we did one last uh, year I'm, after. I'm i'm not sure you're following like a straight path on this well I'm I, sure, I don't I'm know feeling if it, like you're just no it's a really it. good
2: it's a really good analogy for what everyone else's 20s is like because it's not a straight path you always think it's going to be a straight path but actually you go down that's that's just the reality of the situation <laughs> um you always know how to talk your way out of something <laughs> i have been very good at that. Right. um
0: but yeah i we were both in london for a little bit both in london times, for a bit um both in the corporate world and we did not love it and i think that that was when we kind of like settled to this idea um that we really just wanted to be doing something which kind of made us actually feel like we did have more of an impact on the roles that we were, have it, we were doing. And that's when I started working at a startup which helped other startups raise money. And it was just really, Do you want a really name well-suited, well-suited for plug. You. Uh, it, it's just, It doesn't matter. I mean,
2: at the end of the day. Crowdcube, um, they're called Crowdcube. It's a great company. Yeah, they're great. Shout out to Crowdcube. Is Shout that who you're working for Cube. now or who you, no, in no, the UK? That's who so it was in yeah. the UK. We actually both ended up working there for a little bit at Crowdcube. Got it. Um, and it was a great team, great fun.
1: So you were that's enjoying me. it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it was, it was um, you know, I got so much out of the role, you know, made some incredible connections. You can't just, you know, work with startups and then not want to do your own thing at the same time. Um, and I think that that really resonated with us all, all at the same time. And it was when we were both there, both in Exeter, really um, doing that, that then we actually, like, started to look at our own diet. And we wanted to, really experiment with something so we, we can talk about the diet test now if you want
1: well why first question for me would be why did you start mm. to actually start questioning the diet mm. you know you're out of the yeah yeah you're I out mean, of the massively into, actually yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. really peculiar way that we
2: came across this okay so I had no aspect of just even, Mm. I knew of vegans, I knew them, but I I still had the perception they were just, you know, not me. There was some guy who lived out his van and it was a hippie (laughs) and uh, it just wasn't me and just, uh, I didn't know. So who I would follow on my Instagram feed was a combination of sports mainly cars, and I was following this uh, one big car account. It's this guy called Manny Koshbin, and he's done very well in, in real estate in, in L.A., and he's not a vegan at all, but he posted this um, this thing about forks over knives, the documentary, and he just said, really interesting watch. It's completely opened my mind to this whole plant-based diet, and I just thought, I watched it. I was like, huh, okay. Maybe I'll give it a watch. And I was like, I had a few hours free in the afternoon, just opened Netflix, gave it a watch, and then I was like, No way. Okay. All right. Maybe there is something to this diet. And then I went and talked to Robbie about it. And then Robbie and, watched it. And then we started looking I mean, into it at, a lot at more. At the
0: time as well, I was um doing like my nutrition. Basically, like parts of my degree on the side, so I I still haven't finished that. <laughs> it's okay. still like open university for me, really, on that aspect. But I was just so interested in it; I just couldn't um, couldn't take it and not look into it um, from that really nutritional standpoint, and then just look into all these different various studies. Um, and it just really showed that for a lot of people, it worked very well.
1: So, are you um, coming? Are you coming to Robbie and saying, dude? Yeah, you've got to watch this.
0: I was
2: just said to him, "You've got to watch this. Like, give this a watch and read up on all the studies and just look into this because you're doing nutrition." I'm like, "I shouldn't be bringing this to you. You should be bringing this to me." But he, um, well, no, I, I think Robbie was definitely very interested in it and very interested to look at all the studies and, and all the science behind it. But it was just completely random that I found that post and that I was on Instagram at that point in time. Um, before that, I feel like it might have developed and we would get interested in it, of course, because we were always interested mm. in taking care of our, of our health and, and looking into um, things that would help the environment. But it was just that, mm. that just, I watched that first documentary and it just brought it home for me. That's and I was cool. Like,
1: yeah. So the, the 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 guy that you were following on Instagram was he yep. was this like a leisure car account or like a it's professional like, uh, like NASCAR no, account? No, it, oh no, he's just, just, a a just random, like a random
2: yeah. car collector. He, Got it. He yeah. just
0: collects supercars and I, I, yeah, um, there wasn't too much of a link to that. It was really just yeah. that we, we watched it, looked into it, and actually thought, okay. Um, this is really interesting and we both like to experiment with this for a little bit, but why don't we do something different because we've got identical genetics. Let's go get our blood tested, get all of our vitamins and minerals um, tested, blood pressure, cholesterol, things like that. And just understand where we're both at at the moment. We live together (laughs) at the same time and we practically go to the gym a lot together and basically spend so much time with each other. Sometimes we pull our hair out, but um, you know, we actually got our results back and they were identical. And it's like, okay, we're identical twins, identical genetics. All right, this is perfect. Um, and I, at the time, like I was building up to it, I was like trying plant milks at the time. And I thought, you know, some of these aren't too bad. Some of them really weren't there yet. I remember um, the caramel, the...
2: the naked caramel nibbles. Oh, I, yeah, before yeah. I went vegan, vegan I just yeah.
0: loved those. I was like, wow,
2: this is a great snack. And it was like yeah. three ingredients. It was like dates, cashews, and then I think um, coconut flour on the top or something like that. And they were mm. so tasty. So, yeah, before I went vegan, I was like, wow, this is a vegan snack. I could do this. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, anyway, just, carry just on. live on caramel nibbles. Just live on caramel nibbles. <laughs>
0: you.
2: <Billick>. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, literally, um, yeah, no, I, at the time, I, I just thought, okay, well, we'll switch over. We've done this test. Let's actually. Sp- switch over to it Justin was sticking to um, what we'd eaten most of the time actually incorporating um, you know, as much as the typical standard fitness diet related oh, no, I, I would, followed
2: would. a strict fitness diet plan I was very
0: much on like counting all my macros
2: um, I was having what the fitness industry at the time would say is a great diet chicken, broccoli, rice we hear that all the time you hear yeah. that all the time and you yeah you just get uh, a really rounded diet that's going to help you build muscle, lose fat, and do all of this. And you know, of course, I, I would get results. I would, I would stay in great shape. But at the end of the month, it was at the end well, of two months. End of two months, the results yeah. were. Well, you can tell them. Well, so look, maybe, I, I
0: want to talk about the actual diet that I incorporated yeah, right. because it was mainly focused, and I didn't count calories. I mainly. Um, was focused on getting a lot more complex carbohydrates, um, and, and really incorporating whole grains, legumes, fruits, and vegetables into my diet, um, and nuts and seeds as well. So I really fo- have a huge focus on getting a lot of chia seeds, walnuts when it comes down to it as well. I think that it's really important. I mean, chickpea is a huge staple part of our diet as well. We just eat them all the time with everything and things like sweet potatoes and then le- leafy greens as well, because I realized that, um, you know a lot of people could not be getting the amount of iron that they needed if they weren't incorporating enough leafy greens and their magnesium which comes off the back of that um and then your calcium as well so it's it's really important to to really take a focus away from the macronutrients and focus more on the micronutrients and i felt so much better because of that i ate so much and i really didn't focus on counting calories and so at the end of the 2 months we Tested everything again. My blood pressure had gone down. You did
2: have the uh, vegan <coughs> starter pack, though. Don't forget that.
0: What's that?
2: The vegan starter pack. What do you mean? Yeah, have you not seen the meme? What are you talking about? The extra toilet roll. <laughs> nah, I'm kidding. Sorry, you can cut that bit out. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> hey, I mean... to, to, to It's pay... a lot of fiber on that diet. When you first <gasps> When you first yeah, switch... You, you <laughs> first...
0: I, was going, I was in my flow, and then you just interrupted <laughs> it me. It was a valid point. This is Carry what on. it's like having a twin. <laughs> this, I'm not cutting it. So out. it's going, it's going on there. So <laughs> we tested everything. Blood pressure was way like it was, it was perfect. I, I honestly though I really did feel a lot better. And the most, the biggest differences that I found was the digestion, like the way in which my food would digest. About you know that one to two hours after a meal. So before you would used to have a meal and then it would just be, you know, sometimes you'd just feel like a couch potato for the next hour or two. And I was actually feeling like I would have dinner and half an hour later, it was just a case of w- w- what, I, what do I do? I've got so much energy. I feel awesome. Um, and I really just noticed a massive difference in that area. And I actually felt like I wanted to exercise and work out a lot more because of it. Um, I, I do think that there were a lot of people who... Obviously protein is a huge myth and and that with regard and if you are working out, you know, there's so many awesome um awesome products now, which obviously are just your protein shakes, which you can take. Um, like three years ago when we were trying this, it really there weren't many on the market, Not as many products on the market. And some not. of them I think the taste just wasn't there yet. So um yeah, I mean it was it was at the time we were still trying to keep up with things in the gym and I did kind of sometimes focus a bit on that. Um, and yeah, I mean, I just took a micronutrient-based approach and just didn't well, restrict my calories. So and I just I wanna, felt awesome.
1: Yeah. That's really cool yeah. to see. I mean, it's a, it's a rare concept yeah, yeah. really. To So let's just... Mm. Not everyone's a twin. Exactly. Not yeah. everyone's an identical yeah. twin. So yeah. let's just th- think about that for a second. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool that you've thought about this to begin with. Mm. Um and and split the the diets. Mm. Robbie, you've mentioned how you were feeling. Yep. You've switched, you were feeling really energetic, light after meals. Yep. Still seeing results. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Yep.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I did lose um I did lose some body fat. Yep. Um, but that really wasn't the aim. It was really to incorporate a a sustainable diet for us and it really wasn't focused on losing fat. And I, I, I think that, you know, if you're focused on that, obviously a calorie deficit is going to be the best, best practice for it, sustainably long term, something which isn't too big. So you can actually stick on it. Um, but I was actually eating so much. I did not in any way feel like I was restricting my diet.
1: Got it. Yeah. On the other hand, Justin, how were you feeling after? Well, I felt like workouts? I'd always felt my whole right. life because <laughs> I, <laughs> I hadn't had anything else.
2: Uh, apart from my caramel nibbles. Mm. So um, the, the diet, it felt fine. Um, yep. And Actually, to be honest, the one thing that really, really grinded my gears was um, when Robbie and I then went out for a few runs, because we were still really active at the time, mm-hmm. it wasn't like 10% or anything like huge. It wasn't like, like overnight transformation. Wow. But Robbie and I were always like identical at running. We were very, very competitive. And I just found it was like maybe two to four percent. He was just a little bit. He had the longer He had the longer stretch, and he could keep going for longer. And I was just like, and that where as soon as that happened, I was like, nah, all right, I can't lose to Robbie. I cannot <laughs> lose. I might have to try this diet just for the sake of beating him. Um, so that was a huge thing. I mean, if if you can yeah. increase performance on using a new diet, um, <coughs> it, absolutely. But then you know, when it came to the end, I still felt, I still felt like I'd always felt. And uh, I had results. I lost a bit of body fat as well, but we were very active before. So, um, I just got very strict about like, I wouldn't really like junk food. I wouldn't have like a cookie unless Robbie had a vegan cookie because we didn't
0: want to manipulate the results in any way. So, I yeah. mean, I, I, I think we kind of went into it knowing it wasn't going to be perfect and it was really just our own personal tests. And so that's what I would yeah. say. Obviously, look into your own research to um, look into your own clinical trials and obviously um, look into a number of them as well, because you want to see that variation before you make yeah. any determinations, before you make any determined decisions about what is right really for you. But when you do look at some of the science, there's been huge studies which have really outlined that a vegan diet is is great at all stages and if if you properly plan it it can be great at all stages whether you're a child or pregnant or you know in old age you just need to mainly focus on some of the nutrients which you're not getting um or not getting too much of you know for instance like b12 when you get past the age of 50 everyone regardless of being vegan is recommended to take a supplement so B twelve. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's it's something which really does um start to decline in your body's ability to absorb that. Um so back, I think back yeah, to the results. Back to the results. I will so get back to the results. Yep. We
2: I still remember the results because I was so annoyed. They were so clear. <laughs> it was it was I just
0: moved in every yeah, direction that I needed to. And the results, the cholesterol was down, my blood pressure was down, my body fat had changed slightly um and and really you know, you could see really strong progression in some of my vitamins and minerals as well. Um, and I just, I was amazed because I thought, hang on a minute, like this is a diet which I've just tried, but it's showing off as being much better in every area. So, so for Justin reference as well, if anyone- to a vegan diet as well. Yeah.
2: If everyone wants to uh, look into the results as well, for reference, people who know the blood test scores- Uh, Robbie's blood test um, or his blood pressure was 110 over 70, which is a near on perfect score. Mine was 126 over 89, which is not, it's not like bad at all, but it's what some might classify as pre-high. So you're going into an area where it's pre-high, but I wasn't having a diet where I was like, oh, I'm just smashing, you know, um, fast food and I'm at McDonald's. I was cooking all the chicken myself. I was having what people would classify as a really healthy diet so for me to have like a maybe a pre-high blood pressure mm. i just thought well that doesn't seem right
1: so that's yeah. the interesting point that you make though yeah it's uh it's healthy well, it's what everyone thinks is healthy but exactly. the results are pre-high blood pressure yeah so essentially
2: and i was very active very fit mm. and i was not having
1: like a a couch potato lifestyle exactly so, yeah. exactly Okay, so you started on equal ground, yep. with the exact same, yep, blood or re- well, the blood <coughs> panel gave you uh, the exact we, we same results. We were identical. We were before. identical,
0: we were at identical that, before at that yeah, point. Yeah, and then two, and months, then two months, yeah, yep. within two months. In
1: two months, all those changing. Yep. numbers and um, you know v- yep. the nutrient levels, yep. vitamins are all yeah better on the plant based side, yep. essentially. And yeah. the um, did yours deviate? Did you improve or did you? So that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah.
2: In terms of the uh, cholesterol, I actually went up. I was having eggs, Um, and in terms of the blood pressure, I went up a little bit as well. Um, it was just, that it, it I was, can, it, I mean, to... your,
0: your blood pressure can determine, you know, your blood that pressure is, 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 is going to be different on every day of the week. I yeah, could have um, just been stressed that how week. You are. That is true. Yeah,
2: yeah. But, um, in terms of the absorption and all of the vitamins that we looked at across the board, um, I had, it was very inconsistent. I had high mm. in some, like actually my B12 was off the chart, but then in terms of others, I was way down. Um, so, um, yeah vitamin d was down omega-3 was way down um but that's something that obviously you can supplement on a vegan diet so it's not an issue and i could have just eaten more fish so you could argue about those things i think well you can just
0: get the direct source
2: of the algae supplement. you could just go into the sea and eat some vegetables that is true not not really (laughs) (laughs) um you could do that so uh yeah um the the one algae-based sauce yeah, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was joking. I'm not yeah. actually going to go in the sea. Just for <laughs> clarification, there, guys,
1: you don't need to go scuba diving to get <laughs> yeah. omega threes. It is available at your yeah. health food store yeah. or in the health food part do of you, your supermarket. Do you take omega three? So we use the DHA and EPA. No, we yeah. don't. So we've spoken yeah. to a, uh, we spoke to like Dr. Furman uh, okay. um, hmm. a while back. Yeah. He definitely highly recommends it. I know there's a lot of people that do. We, we haven't jumped on board yet. Yeah. We've spoken about it and I think we will adopt it. Yeah. For now, omega-3s, our sources are uh, ground flax seed, chia seed, hemp seed. Gotcha. We, See, we, yeah,
0: we, we we religiously put chia seeds in our morning smoothies mm-hmm. and a lot of it because if you're getting enough of that ALA, it will convert Got to it. the omega-3s that you need. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm someone of the best, like, I think breakdowns of some of the studies which have shown that is Mike the Vegan. Like I love his videos. He's awesome. So detailed and always research-based. So love watching that guy.
1: Cool. So you would recommend, because it's the conversion. Sometimes
0: sometimes taking that supplement
1: can help. But at the end of the day, if you're getting enough ALA each day, it should convert. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is, it's one of the most fascinating things I've heard. Um, Yeah it's i know it's not you know a double blind trial done by you know scientific Uh, we tried to reach
0: out to the university to do it we knew it would be a long shot but we were wondering if they were doing something similar or Mm -hmm. maybe as one experiment they weren't interested at the time they just couldn't justify two (laughs) individuals they they wanted as well they wanted us to like live there
2: on campus and like do everything and i was like no, we would no, they, they wanted us to be yeah. under constant monitoring. Well, they would we? want, to yeah. They'd want to control as many everything. variables as possible. Of course. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then they weren't also sure about us posting the results. They would want it to come from them just directly, which is understandable because they're putting mm. their name to it. So, um, yeah, I think it was, it was just going to be a very difficult situation, a long period yeah. of time. And at that time, we were like, nah, we're interested in a vegan diet. We want to do this. We want to try it. Mm. so yeah
1: yeah very no, nah, it's, it's a really cool uh experiment um yeah d- glad you guys did it because very glad yeah you That's know almost three years ago now yeah, yeah i don't you can science is important <laughs> and um you know the the peer-reviewed journals are super super important mm. uh, especially the ones that are not uh you know funded by industry Yeah, yeah, yeah. really important to have in our world right now. But to get some sort of anecdotal evidence, I know that you know the regular person can stumble Mm. across your Instagram page, your website, read that story, yeah, and at least question,
0: yeah, to begin to question it themselves. That's all we wanted because
1: we documented it
0: and, um, we didn't document it enough. I think we could have done a lot more with Definitely. it. But really, we started. That's how we started our Instagram account, and that's how we started to um, look into it. And all we wanted other people to do was to be able to question their own situation and think if this could be more beneficial for their own diet and lifestyle. Do their own research, look into clinical trials, and really um, take it on board for themselves. And that's, I think, you know, what we've done over that point in time. We've tried to just show people how easy it is to make awesome recipes on a very tight time schedule. We are both pretty. Um, we both lead pretty busy lives, so we know that we don't have too much time to spend in the kitchen. Justin actually hates spending too much time in the kitchen. Hey, no, Sometimes. no, I love
2: spending time in the kitchen for sweet stuff. I yeah. still have
0: a terrible sweet tooth, but I make the most amazing
2: vegan cookies in the world. Back to those caramel nibbles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't get me on those. I still can't find them over here, so I'm going to have to make them myself. But no. yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I think um, p- plenty to learn yeah, from yeah, from true. from the experiment. I want to go back uh, again, just to the beginning of the experiment. You mm. and the flashbacks. Yeah, well, I, <laughs> I just you, you've got to listen to the whole chunk. Yeah, and yeah. Then, you know, as I as I listen, I've got questions just popping up in go my head. So Fair Justin comes to you and yeah. says, "You've got to watch it." Yeah, yeah. you're studying nutrition at the time. Yep. Yeah. Did it. Was it difficult having studied or do you know mm. you're currently in a in a nutrition study? Uh, it's, it's Was just, it did it challenge yeah. your learnings? Yeah. Were you like, yeah. but it doesn't? You know, I'm not learning mm. this in university. Yeah,
0: no, obviously, it's just looking at a normal criteria that you're following, and an awful lot of the time, um, the modules which you are following will not look at just a, a whole foods plant based diet as being that solution to. An awful lot of nutrients that you can get because the default is that they're just following that criteria. And so obviously it's challenging the status quo. And I think that, you know, for a long, long time, the vegans and a vegan diet has been challenging the status quo. And it's gotten to a point now where it's really hit the mainstream and it's it's really getting some incredible recognition because there's so much nutritional Um, information out there which is widely available to the public for people to be able to do their own research so I think that yeah that challenged what I was learning challenged what I had learned and challenged what I believed in and so but that I think we have to go through life and challenge everything and every aspect of what we're doing because otherwise we just we don't we don't grow in those areas and so if you're not prepared to experiment in in multiple different areas in your life then you just don't end up moving forward and i think that that was a piece which really um yeah i just had
1: to take on board just for sure yeah yeah what did uh what was next for you guys after that experiment what where did you you, where did you go from there (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) yeah so i mean at the time like we were just on social media and we thought okay there's not that many people who are doing um you know awesome recipes online through Instagram. We thought, you know what? We'll be fun. We'll do these videos. We started off really just doing really stupid videos. Some of them were pretty pretty awful, actually. I mean, they are still silly. But um, yeah, I mean, we we just started, like we shared that story. So many people resonated with it. And um, we started sharing a lot of the food that we were producing. And that's when people were asking us so many questions, asking us what was you know best for their diet at this point in time because there just wasn't as much information out there at that point in time and we were just really sharing our whole journey through through social media and using Recipe videos to share what we were doing, and to be you, honest, and you'd just, adopted, we you'd
1: adopted a, yeah, new just a just diet diet. I adopted I a, diet. Adopted a yeah. Yeah. diet. Yeah, I mean, I was
2: time. the original founder of the vegan diet of uh, the twins, but yeah, won't take any credit for that. <laughs> um But so yeah, after that, um I went vegan, and it wasn't any transition period. It was literally I had had um, chicken and broccoli for dinner that night, and then I woke up the next day. And funnily enough, I had caramel nibbles for breakfast. Um, so, uh, yeah. Um, but that was it. Literally, just like one. Did you day just buy vegan. stock
0: in naked bars? <laughs> I, sh- I no, I didn't actually. But I should. Plug. If they ever, yeah. <laughs> Plug. I really am.
2: Um, but yeah. Uh, what did I do? Yeah, I just went vegan straight away, and then we just wanted to share it on Instagram because it was new to us. Like Robbie said, there weren't many people doing really cool vegan recipes online at yeah. that time, like ne- like three years ago. Now there's so many, mm. which is awesome to see because yeah. so many other people have clearly gone through the same transformation that we did. Yeah. Just like, oh no, this
1: is awesome. This works. So yeah,
2: basically went from there.
1: Nice one, guys. So, has hmm. your, I suppose, has it evolved for you, veganism? Because it, you know, it, it obviously evolve. comes yeah. from yeah. a... Yeah a health and wellness standpoint mm. for you guys it's like okay this is clearly yeah the healthier it's a really option. good point yeah. because yeah.
2: a lot of people question you know why did you originally go vegan and like we're very upfront about it we originally did a diet test for our own health and for an experiment to see what would be a better diet for us and yeah. we've always been very honest about that um, but then as we've done it you can see and then you immediately i think the immediate thing after that was we looked at the environmental side and saw wow this is horrific the just the impact that you can have um by just adopting a plant-based diet on the environment is much larger than going out and buying a tesla so um that's a big part and then cheaper too much, much cheaper, cheaper too much yeah. cheaper um, and then the third part was
0: obviously the the um animal welfare um or yeah, animal you, welfare. you can't you can't not be vegan and um really just look at that and I think at the very beginning as well, while we were even focused on health and we knew that we were getting it you, you can 't look at that and not feel really angry and upset about how those industries really treat people because or treat animals yeah. rather because it it's it's immoral and we we can't sit back and and pretend that it isn't because at the end of the day those animals just don't have their own lives to live and we want that really we want that for them and i think that while we're not the kind of pro activism go out there and um go and shut down flinders street and for people who don't know flinders street station there was a huge vegan protest it caused chaos in melbourne and um know we weren't a part of that i think a a lot of our activism comes down to just showing people how easy it is to make awesome food without needing meat dairy milk and dairy and eggs because that to me is a a more direct approach saying your diet can change and as a result you can have a better impact on the environment and cause no harm yeah i mean cause less harm yeah
1: I don't yeah. think, yeah. There's there's plenty of yeah. ways to be an activist. Yeah. Yeah. You can either get in the middle of, you know, the mm. the intersection at Flinders Street and yeah. Swanson yeah, yeah, yeah. Street and yeah. stop the traffic, yeah. or you can, you know, be a climate activist. Mm. You can be, of course. Um, so or in, the, in the inspire, kitchen, you or, can just yeah, inspire yeah, yeah. people through. You great can wear a T-shirt. Food. You can. Wear it's it on. Hard to earn exactly. It's yeah. on. It's on many levels. Yeah um with the climate it's kind of like an interesting topic i feel like right here where we are Mm -hmm. in australia at the moment there's an election going on today as we speak Uh, a lot of the uh the I suppose the arguments have been around climate change so much. Yeah. Have you, has it been a topic of discussion at work or anything, um, you know, in your day to day life, I
2: always frame away from politics at work because it's,
0: uh, I mean, we're Brits. So when people talk about politics in Australia, we, we try to,
1: you play the brick card, play the brick card. I have no idea, but I do
2: see their marketing billboards and they are clearly (laughs) saying, you know, um, we're gonna help climate change, and we're gonna do this, and it seems to be everyone's marketing campaign. Yes. Yeah, other than that, I I can't say I know anything beyond that.
1: Yeah, it's. I mean, it it's been interesting coming home uh, yeah. at this time where it's. Yeah, how is it to he- you? Heated debate, like surely you just must look at all of this and think, uh,
2: what's going on? Like, why they're all it's it's cool, but it's a very different. Is it? It must be a very different campaign compared to what it might have been growing up here. Right? Yeah, I
1: think it. It's rarely been so part of the focus of an yeah. election. So mm-hmm. this time around, it really is a focus. Yeah. I think it's because we've got more of the younger generation that it's going to affect in the future. They're going to be voting Definitely. today. Of course. Yeah. Um, the thing that, you know, j- again, I haven't dug deep mm-hmm. on this, but from a, from a surface area, mm-hmm. uh, it looks like you've got two majority parties, yeah. one being slightly better than the other. Yeah. on climate change mm. on actually what they're going to do sure. yeah sure so from from where I'm standing it's a little frustrating because you've got yeah. one party branding themselves as the clear choice yeah if you want to vote to help climate mm. change you've got one that says it's you know it's it's on the it's on the list of things mm. to do but we still support coal yada 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 yeah sure yeah. so The outcome, whatever the outcome is today, I don't think we're going to get any real solid action in Australia, which is a shame because I think we've got a really big uh, chance to be a leader in climate change. Australia Mm -hmm.
2: has all of the ingredients that the rest of the world is very jealous of, right? So much sunshine hitting... I mean, it's incredible climate it? and it's so incredible much space
0: climate. Uh, yeah. You know, it could be a completely renewable country. Yep. Um, and it's just not. It's just not there. Yet. No, I agreed. It's yeah.
1: definitely. It's definitely a shame uh, that we're not yeah. able to be proactive yeah. a- about it. So yeah. we'll see where it takes. Mm. You know, after today's finished, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I think at the end of the day, it comes down to people mm. like ourselves exactly like greta thunberg yeah the yeah. amazing 16 year old mm. i think yeah. she's from sweden
0: she's incredible and yeah she really is
1: you know she's yeah. showing younger generations that <coughs> look mm. you might be in high school yeah but your voice counts yeah yeah you know it really does so yeah. i think um yeah on an individual level we will be the ones to end up changing our policy mm. i love it yeah i agree yeah, I agree. So yeah, that's cool. You guys have got like a pretty well-rounded approach to to how you tackle uh, your yeah. life now. Pretty much, yeah. Um, and then I suppose a clear question here is we're sitting here in Melbourne. So how the yeah. hell did two guys from uh, from Devon mm. decide or want to, to move to Melbourne? What was the instigator behind that?
2: Yeah, so, so, so I'll take this one. Carry on. uh, so we were in devon or we were actually living in exeter at the time and it's a great city it's quite small but it's a great city and we we really enjoyed our our life and that was at the time we were both working at crowd cube and we were on the equity team there it was great however we just knew we wanted a bit more and I think Melbourne was a city that we had always looked into, and it had always, before um, it got knocked off the top spot by, uh, by Vienna, it was number one for seven years on the trot as the most livable city in the world. And we'd heard about people who had come and lived here and said how amazing it was. So honestly, we just started looking at a few prospects and started looking at the idea of coming over here. Um, I Robbie, mean, you, you can
0: always do it like when you're younger as well you just apply yeah. for a visa and before you, the age of 30 it's very very easy to get you it's apply 31, for it 31 before 31 so before you apply for it and then you get this like confirmation email through thinking it just recognizes that you've got your visa it's actually granted then and there if you it's just so easy to get a working holiday visa <laughs> so, yeah. yeah so, so yeah. You, you just um, we wanted to do that but also at the same time I think we wanted to switch things up with our own work Uh I wanted to personally work in a smaller startup and I also was looking at um, Melbourne and and kind of watching this space for a little while beforehand because we just weren't that keen on going back to London. Um, We knew that if we went back to London, it was really like London is an amazing, amazing place, but it's very much so a grind there. If you're living there and you don't really have to get too involved in the working culture, you'll love it amazing city i think the working culture just means that you're working all the time and melbourne has a very different approach to that and i think australia has a probably a healthier approach sometimes to work life balance um you know we work really really hard but i think that we're um very much so enjoying the whole kind of working culture over here so yeah cool that's cool so in what way
1: what are the major differences mm. do you find? Uh, Australians don't
0: mind t- turning up late to meetings. <laughs> that is true. That's been if you're five minutes late in the UK, you know, you can expect to get cancelled on. <laughs> over yeah, here, that is true, that's half true. an hour late. It's like, is the, it okay? <laughs> I would like, say
2: Australians are just, just more relaxed about more the way that they work. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. We've met some yeah, great yeah. people over here, but they're definitely much more relaxed about the way that they work. And um, in some places, you know, if you work in London Mm. and actually, especially coming from the US, Mm. you'll notice that especially in the US, you get like, what, two weeks holiday in total. If you're lucky. lucky, And um, it's very much like you have, you eat, sleep and work and that's it. In Australia, I think they recognize there's a lot more to life than that. So it definitely helps us actually with, The Holt Twins with our Instagram because we have a little bit more of a balanced lifestyle in the terms that we can spend a bit more time on our Instagram and give more recipes. That's what we do on the weekends. That's what we do on the weekends. Every weekend, uh, we are working on the business, so it allows us just to have that flexibility. Mm.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say from you know from a a distance, it it would be easy to think Mm. that you guys do the Holt Twins full time. Yeah, So surely? does t- I think so I think so. <laughs> yeah. I think Fair. so. I mean to uh to hear that you're both full time working uh, you've got full time jobs in mm-hmm. Melbourne uh and then using all the spare time uh for, for the Holt twins is pretty yeah. cool. You've got uh what, a hundred plus recipe ebook that's free mm-hmm. online mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. and you also have the B twelve supplement yeah. as well. So do you wanna would you like to talk a little bit about the ebook the response to the ebook sure maybe questions sure. your field about people that are looking yeah. to switch to a vegan diet and how you're so. able to help them whether it be on you know instagram direct yeah, messages yeah. or Definitely. or whatever but yeah 100 you can I mean, take
2: this one i know you spend a little bit one. more time we on don't, don't want to hear denied. any more, more <laughs> about caramel nibbles. Anyway, so <laughs> uh, uh,
0: no that's I mean, the ebook itself was just, it was always going to be something which I wanted to put together. It was actually a second version um, itself because we did have one out before, but then we kind of switched over our website and we didn't have anything back, and I wanted to redesign it and actually put out favorite recipes in there and our best recipes and at the end of the day we've got so much information on how you can make sure that your diet is really well-rounded and balanced on um, a vegan diet and making sure that you do take care of the potential deficiencies the ebook itself was just a great way to combine some of our favorite recipes to be able to show other people look it it really is this easy you don't have to go out you don't have to have a huge amount of time um, and you don't have to have a huge amount of money either. We, you know, stick to so many staple foods at the end of the day. But when you do come around to being able to veganize mac and cheese to the degree that it's incredibly creamy and you can serve that on a sweet potato and it's an amazing meal, people resonate with that. And so as a result... Apart from that one person who left that comment. Oh, that was quite funny. That yeah. was funny. They did want their time back because we hadn't stated <laughs> that, <laughs> that it, it was vegan, vegan mac and cheese. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Did they say if it tasted good or not? No, 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 no. no, no. no, no. It, was, it was just out. It was just out and out, you know, venting <laughs> about hilarious. the fact
0: that it wasn't uh It wasn't real cheese. And it wasn't but real cheese. Yeah, I'm sure the 60 seconds.
1: They didn't notice when they were putting sweet potatoes in there. I <laughs> <laughs> didn't know. <they? Yeah. laughs> yeah. It was great. It was great fun. Was for the most part, that we get
0: so much love and. Um, really praising and and just so many people who say thank you for putting together the recipe ebook because obviously a lot of people who are going to go to the time to do that and then will sell that ebook and that there's nothing wrong with that at all but i really do think that it's important to be able to give as much as possible for free in a way to be be able to help other people try and convert and just see how easy this diet is and so with every single week doing free recipe videos and then we have them in our ebook and then if we don't have them in our ebook we upload them to our website um, and so we're really I guess just trying to focus so much on this is a, a hugely varied diet we've eaten much more variety now than we have done before and you can do the same too and there's something for everyone well, I, I
2: think as well though a lot of it is we are probably the ideal person that we're kind of marketing to mm. right we both have full-time jobs and yeah Yeah. all of our recipes are for busy people we definitely don't have hours to spend in the kitchen even though Robbie does sometimes because he's a very slow cook um and I'm a much faster cook I make good food uh but yeah we're we are probably the people we're marketing to but that is most of the world anyway people are busy they have their own lives they have this and for them to do a huge or what might feel like a huge transition to a vegan diet Is a really complex thing for them to do. So we just want to make it as easy as possible Mm -hmm. for them in just really quick, easy video recipes. And that's what the ebook was all about. So we just wanted to give it away for free, give it to all these people, and just hope that Mm -hmm. they get as much value out of it as we have. So yeah.
1: Yeah, I think it's an amazing thing you've done. I mean, you're 100% spot on when Mm -hmm. we're, you know, most of the population are extremely busy. Yeah um don't have a heap of time in the kitchen yeah so to i suppose to add on a transition it might not be as big as it seems but to add on a transition it feels big
2: psychologically they're like oh my exactly. god my whole diet are you kidding me right <laughs> i so have that, to change
1: everything i eat yeah. to have those easy recipes is super important exactly um make it yeah make it as smooth as possible Exactly. what are the some of the the most common questions you field from, from your people and also what are the demographic mm-hmm. that you've found um, that are drawn to your content? Um, yes, good question. Actually, yeah.
0: yeah. um, the, 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 the majority of people who are looking at this and ch- challenging what they're eating and making a change to a vegan diet I'd say on our, our account, definitely, you know, we've got over 80% of women following us. And so they're the ones who are yeah. questioning it. They're the ones who are actually looking at it and saying and asking these questions just about iron, about omega-3 and about B12 all the time. So they're the ones who are mostly coming in and just saying, hey, I'm really keen to do this. Can you just help me with these steps? And then I want to go away and experiment
1: with it myself. Very interesting. Yeah. yeah. How do we... How do we get this to the men of the world? Well, yeah. I
2: feel I feel like the girls tag their boyfriends in the, the video yeah, recipe. They really do all the and time. Say, hey, we're making this. Just dropping uh, a name. No, it's yeah. usually it's <laughs> a drop
0: in a name and just say, Can you make this for me at the weekend? And that happens yeah. all the time. Yeah. And actually one of the most common questions we have is from girls who say, How like like you guys are vegan, you have been for a while. How do I get my boyfriend to try this? And how do like, what are the barriers? Like, what do I need to tell him other than just showing him your account and having him think, yeah, yeah, you know, it's good for them. What do I need to tell him to be able to get him to really show an interest and actually try this?
1: What's the answer? Well, what's my, my
2: answer, answer to answer? it is why I am putting together my own um, just vegan bulking and sculpting guide, which I plan to give away for free. And yeah, we talked about this before we uh, jumped on the mics, mm. but anyway, I almost think marketing it as just like one for the girls to give to their boyfriends or just say like, look, this is easy. I mean, there's already a bunch of guys out there inspiring.
0: Oh, um, doing an awesome doing job a, of showing that you awesome really don't job need that you... meat to, to thrive. Exactly. Yeah, true. Yeah.
2: So, um, but yeah, I really want to do this and just with our own following on, on our own account, just try and inspire them and just say mm. like, because... I always think, right, you put yourself in their shoes, you think, before I went vegan, how would someone get me? Mm. How would someone, um, you know, try and, you know, interrupt my path of what I'm eating and, and just put, it, put me onto a different path? And it is a difficult one because I feel like a lot of the time there is still the perception men can be a bit stubborn, they're just not as open-minded, and they're just not really sure about why a vegan diet would be better or or all the impacts that it has really so yeah i think that's definitely something still up for debate but that is my goal at the moment that's my game plan
0: and to and to answer it really specifically as well i think that you just say look there's no such thing as a protein deficiency at the end of the day when you focus on micronutrients and you really have a clear mindset of getting all of those nutrients that are so important for your body's function on a long-term basis you actually feel so much better and then you can really start to add on and break down a lot of those macronutrients from your diet itself but I guess kind of just getting to a point of saying look the way you're eating right now isn't necessarily going to be the way that you're eating in a few years time it's good to switch things up and what's the worst that can happen just try these recipes just try this out we did exactly the same and here we are almost three years later
1: yeah Yeah, i think it can be for anyone but i Mm. think men in particular we have this um i don't know we put up these huge barriers yeah to being vegan Mm. or vegetarian we put up massive ones yeah we do um and we're unwilling to give (laughs) it go yeah, yeah. for a short amount of time sure. and you're right what is the worst that could happen mm. i'm gonna try this for a month yeah, yeah right you're taking four weeks out of your life yeah to try something new yeah, yeah. what could possibly go wrong? Well, a lot of the
2: time food's a comfort right yeah food is a huge comfort if they have a if they have a crap day and they come home and they like oh can't have that can't have that then that's a barrier in and of itself, which they're probably fighting every day. But I think a lot of it will come with a huge paradigm shift, which is what we had, because then there was no barrier. It was just immediate. Like I had no transition, no questioning about it. It was just overnight. Like, nah, I'm vegan now. I've done it. Yep. So I was one of those people just like commenting on the Vegan UK forum, just like, being vegan, 10 minutes, help, what do I do? <laughs> They're like, vegan for 10 minutes? Like, yeah, yeah, I'm vegan now. Like, I'm not going back. But yeah.
1: yeah. I, I had no idea about that. It's a good point. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a good point you bring up because the help's out there. Yeah. Oh, it's so if you, go, there. if you go it looking really for it 10 minutes after yeah. you make the decision, yeah. you're yeah. going to be left with uh, yeah. you know, a huge variety oh. of, yeah, yeah. um, I, I suppose, reasons to keep you going. Mm, exactly. Um, and That's it, definitely. it's... it's It's never been easier. That's uh, never been easier. But you just need the reasons to do it. Um,
2: Because if they don't have the reasons, they'll just go back.
1: Yeah. Yep. Definitely.
0: And the the products now out are just incredible. There's we watched so many products come out, and the ease of access. I mean, like in in the UK in particular, you've got Tesco, um, the Wicked range, and literally, you know, you go and grab a sandwich or you go and grab a meal, which is already prepared for you. And it's like this is so easy you have no excuse it doesn't matter what you're doing you know and it's it's a good range of products and the same goes for um a lot of the other supermarkets which have brought out huge ranges and you know you you come here and there's just a ton of food which you can eat even if you do say i'm not that kind of person who can cook from scratch every single night i fully believe that you can because it doesn't take long and you just bulk it out and then it just makes it works for you but um yeah, it's it's so so easy now to yeah. be vegan. So so easy.
1: Couldn't agree more. Yeah. I mean, big shout out to Derek Sano, the uh, yeah. the yeah. man behind the, yeah, the yeah. Tesco Wicked range. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Huge shout out to the he's, guy. He's uh, yeah. he's crushing it. But the cool thing about those types of places is the the scale and the um the reach, mm, the scale course. and the reach. Yeah. I think it's super important to be able to. I remember studying in Leeds uh, yeah. in the UK and those Tesco, you know, I don't know if they were two pounds or three pound sandwiches yeah. Yeah. were a huge staple <laughs> in my diet at <laughs> yeah, that time. And this is basically yeah. what they're they're taking over. They're yeah. taking over that decision where you're like, all right, I need the sandwich, but instead mm-hmm. of the ham and cheese or the egg salad, yeah. you're getting the wicked healthy range. Yeah. And it's fully plant based and it's yeah. delicious. And yeah. what's
2: even better as well is just over time as they mature and as other things come into play. Um, hopefully, the meat products should start going up in price because cost of production should be coming down as they get more sales because they can up their production line. Yeah, it's economies of scale, down. of course. Yeah, a company goes, to scale, but I mean, the the cost of the initial product mm-hmm. of a potato is so much less than, and and water intensive. We don't even get into that side, but just the monetary side. As it goes
1: up, it should come down in price. So, and it. It, I don't know, it's crazy. To, all that, all the economics of it all is, is really, really frustrating uh, yeah. right now because you look at a McDonald's menu, right? And you've got the dollar menu. What mm. would be the real value of that freaking dollar know, burger if all those subsidies weren't given to the meat, dairy, yeah, egg sure. well, industry? Do, yeah, I'll, I'll give you the best
2: example. Yeah. I went for a set meal last night for a set dinner and i went for the vegan option and they charged me two dollars extra for the vegan option even though i took out the the meat the cheese the eggs and i was like yeah i'll go for the vegan option all right that's two dollars extra on top so yeah i agree at the moment it is just crazy some of the stuff that happens like i think there's that chipotle mean someone did that as well at chipotle and they got charged two dollars extra for guac and they went crazy
1: but you're taking because you're taking everything else out but yeah no it's frustrating Um, I think yeah if it was as easy as just throwing the subsidies at fruit and veg that'd be incredible yeah but again once you start once you start digging and once you start questioning things you soon you soon find out Mm. why the subsidies are thrown at the meat and dairy industry we we don't need to get into that too deeply yeah Yeah. Um, I'm staring at this B12 bottle (laughs) oh yeah sure in front of me guys so It's the Holt B12 um, vitamin supplement. I'd like you to just... Let's talk through it. Talk a little bit so, about why you decided to go with this and uh, the importance yeah. of, of B12 in any diet, really. It doesn't matter if you're vegan or non-vegan. So. Yes. Yeah.
0: yeah, I mean, look, vitamin B12, um, one of the first things that will come up when you do start to research a vegan diet is that vitamin B12 is one of the things which you really need to take care of and be aware of because if you do look at a lot of studies, vegans typically tend to be a bit lower in vitamin B12 a bit lower than vegetarians and then obviously omnivores will be higher in vitamin b12 and that's obviously we know that the agricultural industry is supplementing the feed with b12 actually when you when we try to register this product in a lot of countries um when you're ex- importing a product they recognize it as agricultural b12 not cons- personal consumption so like that just goes to show how much b12 is just being imported Mm. elsewhere around the world um but it's just it was it was a product that we we were looking at it and we were taking a product um which we absolutely loved at the time and i remember that they kind of hiked their price up and we just thought we don't understand why that's the case because we were taking it and we thought okay this product shouldn't be too much to produce started looking into it started really um getting down to the mechanics of of what it was going to take to put a product like that together, and we kind of saw that gap in the market where we we could produce effectively a sublingual supplement which tasted great, which wasn't added with sugar. It's literally just one ingredient and a tiny bit of organic vegetable glycerin, Um, and it just tastes great, and it helps you, remind you to take that vitamin B12 because it's actually enjoyable. You know, when we were younger, like, you used to take cowpole, and that was an amazing... (laughs) amazing product because it tasted so good can't compare so. it
2: to cowpole that's a terrible no, was a terrible comparison. i wish it was as uh as yeah. smooth as you just described but yeah it took a long time yes. to just get the mm. product together and get it to a point where we were mm. satisfied with it satisfied with the taste satisfied with every ingredient that went into it and very cautious about where every ingredient came from to yeah. make sure that it is vegan um and yeah essentially we just We wanted to bring it to market because at the time, um, yeah, there was one other product there, um, but it was ludicrously expensive and ludicrously overpriced. And we just thought um, vegans shouldn't be so overcharged for really high quality B12. and. That's essentially why we wanted to bring it to
1: market. That's yeah, cool. 100%. So, yeah. so what I'm interested in, I mean, there are different mm. types of B12 products out there. Of yeah, course yeah, yeah. We yeah. started with a tablet that you put under your tongue and it, yep. you know, um, it dissolves. And then we switched to a spray. Yep. yep. You've got an oil. <laughs> Can you explain? Effectively, yes. Okay. So
0: it's a dropper, so it yeah. will go under the tongue, so then it will go through the tissue. Ah, got and effectively it effectively go it. straight into the bloodstream, the same way that your tablet could if you just leave it there to dissolve for a little bit. Um, and the spray, I'm sure, would have the same effect if you just sprayed it under your tongue. Um, for a lot of people, when it does come to vitamin B12, they kind of look at things like nutritional yeast or their fortified milks and say, well, it's fine because I'm getting B12 from there. And really, if you do look at the fine print, you're actually going to get. Probably your RDA of vitamin B12 if you have nutritional yeast on every meal, and so for a lot of people that's not necessarily going to be enough um, for the long term. And there's so many different topics we could go into this for a long, long time. But I'm going to try and keep this (laughs) succinct. Um, In in different types of B12 as well. Yeah, I mean, look, there's there's a number of various different types of B12. B12 itself is cobalamin. Um, that's just a different name for bit- vitamin b12 and then you have cyanocobalamin and methylcobalamin and effectively those two are the most um you know heavily researched and they show that your body is able to get the necessary vitamin b12 that you need when your body actually absorbs it and it's being proven to be very effective i mean we actually had somebody who messaged us the other day who's on subscription and said look i'm going back to my doctor my vitamin b12 I've, B12 levels were really low and they're now on the upper end and um you know it was just a great message to receive because she said the product has worked so well that it's it's doing wonders for me.
1: That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's an yeah. important nutrient. Yeah. To keep at a stable level because from what I understand once it's depleted it's very hard to Boy, well, I suppose once I l- it's depleted the yeah. problems that you can the complications from a mm. b12 deficiency mm. are quite serious and from yeah. that point it's hard to get back to a well, well one of the biggest problems there in. is
0: that it's actually a lot of the time just misdiagnosed and so anemia is probably one of the first signs that will come up for a vitamin b12 deficiency but a lot of the time that can be diagnosed as so many other different health conditions and actually just taking a vitamin B12 supplement. And even if you're getting enough because it's water soluble, you will get rid of the excess through urine. And so effectively just taking a vitamin B12 supplement, because you can kind of look at those studies and say, you know, as a vegan, I'm probably not going to be in the higher range. And so as a result of that I'm going to take a supplement to just make sure that I'm supporting my diet in the long term. Um, so, yeah, I think that that's why it's really important for us. We've ever since we were vegan, we've always been conscious and aware of this and we've always been giving out the same advice. Our product doesn't change our advice at all.
1: Yeah, the overwhelming yeah. overwhelming kind of recommendation yeah. from nutritionists, doctors. Yeah. I yeah. mean, fellow vegans that are yeah. you know just mm. the we're all regular people. We're all I suppose yeah. in agreement that this is something we should all be taking. Yeah, definitely.
0: 100%.
2: The long yeah, you're right. The long run consequences mm. of if you run into a big deficiency are not worth. Yeah. that it's definitely not worth it. not it just, worth the price of just a, a
1: small stuff. just a small, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely, supplement. yeah. And you can purchase that through your store online?
0: Yeah, yep. we actually, so we've actually, um, we're just about to have a restock. I don't know exactly when we'll release this, but um, we'll have a restock on the 21st of May, mm-hmm. and we're going to have an awesome offer where we're going to be giving people 50% off their first subscription order, and then it will be 15% off every order after that. So we just really want people to be able to just get this product and we don't want price to be a restriction there we want them to be able to make sure that they're taking the have this have access to this product and also have a reminder to take it because a lot of the feedback we get is it tastes so good i'm so happy to take it and a lot of other people you know you can have so many supplements and they're massive right and you think and they taste horrible and if you don't swallow them in the first time How, however little plug everything.
2: though uh, definitely it's a sublingual product so you have to put it under your tongue had uh, someone take a picture and send it to me that they'd sprinkled it on their porridge <laughs> I was like oh no 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 <laughs> he's like it tastes so good I put it on my porridge <laughs> I'm like no you can't do that well but I, yeah.
1: s- I suppose if that guy's willing to um, you know do both yeah yeah, yeah if, you, <laughs> yes, if you want sure. to use it as a porridge flavoring then go ahead but yep. don't forget to put it under yeah, your tongue exactly, well. exactly that's cool guys um yeah. i like the whole kind of uh mindset of no barrier to you know to getting into this yeah, lifestyle yeah. It's definitely a, it's a great way to yeah. approach it uh, mm-hmm. for your followers and for people that are interested in in finding you uh guys online yeah. I'd, I'd like to just before we round it out like what's next for yes. you guys what's kind of you know what's on the horizon we've (laughs) been talking about
0: so many things i I honestly don't know if we could define it as one necessary thing we really want the um we we'd love to continue to to grow this product potentially add another product line to that we can we're considering a number of different avenues of, of various products because if you're in this space you always identify something that really um isn't necessarily as easy as it could be. And I think that kind of working with startups myself, I I identify that on a regular basis and I'm talking with founders who have done the same thing. And so on the side, we're always looking at at different avenues and we're just gonna continue to do what we're doing on on Instagram because we absolutely love doing it and love the feedback. Um, What is next? We don't have anything... No, which, no, no, no. So a
2: shape, there's a couple know, of things. Right. Yeah. There is one thing as well. The ebook has had such good feedback and other things mm-hmm. that we are looking at, expanding that out and essentially getting that mm-hmm. published. We're in a few talks, um, but nothing is finalized yet. Mm-hmm. So that is just yeah. um, something. But we are in mm-hmm. talks with a few people at the moment about that. Mm-hmm. So that could be very cool yeah. just to reach a wider audience. And yeah, essentially, if we did do that, we would try in every way to try and give that away for free as well
0: as well as that as well i think um you know because of our experience not only in our own business but also trying to help grow other startups we have a huge you know um desire to really help some other vegan businesses and so we reach out to them on a regular basis saying have you guys thought of doing this and sometimes in the space that they're in we just want to help them you know we've regularly asked for For people to share their story with us, so we can share it through our audience and help people to grow through that mechanism. And at the end of the day, we're so aligned with it; we just want to see these vegan businesses thrive. And sometimes it's just coming down to a case of being able to help them directly. So I think that that's one thing which we'll definitely get more involved in over the next twelve months.
1: Yeah, Yeah. fantastic, guys. That's really cool. That yeah, yeah. got a very selfless kind of mindset, which is uh, which is great to see.
2: Awesome. Yeah, for sure. Last, last, last one.
1: Yeah, yeah. What is your favorite or go to vegan restaurant here in Melbourne? Oh, oh depends what it depends what we're after. Last night, where did you go? Last night, mum and dad cooked. Yeah ah so we're staying at my of' nice. yes. my dad very <laughs> yeah. nice. we're we're lucky we so we we interviewed the uh the co-founder of lord of the fries Ooh, ah nice. interesting so i was okay. gonna say if you know it's it's definitely not it's not the healthy option but it's mm. it's a compassionate it's very option. convenient that yeah. open till 5 a.m and they're yeah. just down the road right if you can't you complain if you're coming home after a a long evening, it's definitely a yeah. good option, but we're gonna go yeah, check yeah. That, that out. Oreo
0: milkshake has helped me out many times.
1: <laughs> I have to say,
0: um, so two of the places which I would um absolutely like kind of give a shout out to that we've been to, Red Sparrow Pizza does amazing yeah. vegan pizza. As well as that, you know, a, a friend of ours who's opened Vegan Shack, which is in Richmond. Vegan Shack is a great amazing place if you haven't been there. And, and there's so Definitely. much variation as well. And this, the Buddha bowls there are just incredible. So I think that those two kind of spring yeah. to mind. There's a lot of other different places that you can go. If you want to go down to St. Kilda and go to Sister of Soul, that's got a great variation. Match yeah. Matcha Milk Bar, again, is another place where I went. And I just had so much, um, so much food which shouldn't be like classified as vegan but it, it is yep. and it's just you get this plate of food and people kind of see it and they're like that's not vegan i posted a it's picture like, on my no, page and i yeah. had a
1: few like yeah n- you know eggs eggs are not yeah. vegan <laughs> i'm like yeah oh, sorry i should have specifically said that people get angry on. Them. yeah they, they definitely do now you've does, shouted out what's some good your places go-to in. so we've been to red sparrow a couple of times it's Barrow, really yeah. close to my brother's place in not collingwood okay. so right. Uh, we've done that twice mm. now I completely agree with you good spot yeah. uh, Sisters good. of Soul was probably my favorite one the last time we came because mm. um, it's a good spot I left as a you know a very heavy meat eating yeah um, eggs de- everything <laughs> so coming back to Melbourne was kind of like an eye opener for me it was like yeah. oh this place is like yeah definitely really vegan good yeah. really good yeah. so yeah, yeah I'd probably say Sisters of Soul Red Sparrow yeah mm. yeah Couple of awesome. really good places for me, and awesome. uh, Lord of the Fries, and Lord of the Fries. We'll give an update in the next podcast episode, but this yeah. is going oh, to be our first Lord it. of the Fries uh, experience. <laughs> so, guys, it's been an awesome conversation. Right. Great to learn yeah. a little bit about uh, the both of you. Yeah, uh, great I, to chat to I don't, you. Don't, yeah, yeah. I don't think awesome. you'll. Um, I don't think you'll get a better a better experiment than two two identical twins. Um, you know, testing out the the benefits of either a. A bodybuilding diet mm. versus, uh, or a traditional bodybuilding diet versus a plant-based diet. So I'm looking forward to uh, sending this one to the listeners. Yeah. Uh, if you if you are going to listen to the, or you're listening to the episode and you really enjoyed it, definitely reach out to the Holt Twins. You can find them on Instagram at the Holt Twins, all one word, all lowercase. and it's the Holt Twins com. Yep. Yep. It's a website. website. Yeah. Go check yeah. them out, <laughs> guys. Thank you. And, Thank you so uh, much for having yeah, us. Yeah. Look Thank forward you. to following it's along in awesome. the future. Yeah. It's been great. Thank fun. you. Cheers. Thank you very Cheers. Much. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed hearing from the Holt Twins. You can find Justin and Robbie on Instagram at the Holt Twins, that is all one word, all lowercase, and also at theholttwins.com. They have an amazing recipe book available on their website as well as the B12 product that we mentioned in the podcast today. We've been trying the B12 ourselves and we love it so far. Uh, And from a transparency point of view, this is not an ad, it's not a paid collaboration, but I believe we should be supplementing with B12, and this is a tasty one on the market. As always, if you have any questions from today's episode, please feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at VegTalk, that's V-E-D-G-E-T-A-L-K, or go say hi to Justin and Robbie at The Holt Twins. Let them know you listened to today's show and what you thought. If you've been enjoying the show, please take the extra one to two minutes to give us a rating and review through the apple Podcasts app it's super easy and really helps the show get more visibility around the world as a cool kind of example uh, we've been having a look at the spanish version of the podcast which we're about to reboot next week it's shot up from 353rd to 44th place in the fitness and nutrition um, category in mexico just over a couple of days because of some additional reviews that Anna has received for the show so it's super important uh, and you know I really want to help to get these stories out into the world and really do appreciate your messages of support next week we have the founder of vegan fast food chain Lord of the Fries her name is Amanda Walker and she's an amazing woman really excited to share her story with you until then you know the drill people keep it plant-based and i will see you all soon